wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. And comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Welcome back to the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Leave me a question over there, comment over there, opinions, anything that you have really, and I'll discuss them on the show. Leave me a follow so that we're always up to date on the show and the Royals. I love talking baseball over there. How to Huge surge of followers uh, the other day. Shout out to all of them who are asking questions and talking baseball over there. Again, I love doing that. Today's show, we're going to talk about Whit Merrifield's comment on the Astros, Whit and Alex Gordon's comment on this upcoming season, and also congratulate Salvador Perez on becoming an American. But first, I want to let you know that this is the final week where the Locked on Royals podcast will not be daily. So starting on Monday, the day after the Super Bowl, hopefully, the day after a Chiefs win in the Super Bowl, we will be having a Locked On Royals podcast every single day through the rest of the season. It's going to be fun. You're going to want to follow me on Twitter. Again, that's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Let's start with Whit Merrifield. He said in an interview this last week that he would have been an All-Star in 2018 if Jose Altuve was not cheating. Altuve, of course, got the spot ahead of him. I think he was joking. This kind of got blown out of proportion. Obviously, when you first see it and you just see the quote, it sounds extremely corny and extremely ridiculous because Jose Altuve is a much better player than Whit Merrifield. And Whit Merrifield's very good in his own right. But cheating or not, Jose Altuve is still the better player and also is still the more recognizable athlete, the more recognizable star. So in an all-star game where the format is mostly based on fan voting and popularity, of course Jose Altuve is going to get the spot ahead of him. He's also much better than Whit Merrifield. So even if he wasn't cheating, he would have still gotten that spot. I don't think that Whit Merrifield would have started whatsoever if Jose Altuve was not cheating. It sucks that he missed out on a 2018 all-star appearance, but that's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. Now... FanFest was over the weekend. We'll be talking about FanFest this entire week because there was actually a lot of content to come from it. We found out more details about the Alex Gordon contract. And for the Royals' upcoming season, we also had a huge motivation, I guess? I don't know how to explain it because Alex Gordon and Whit Merrifield basically came into FanFest and said, we're not rebuilding. We're tired of hearing about two years from now. We're trying to win right now. Whit Merrifield challenged the young pitchers to come into spring training, you know the names, they're all in the Pipeline 100, to come into spring training and battle for a spot, earn a roster spot for opening day, be here for game 1 through 162, and go chase a playoff spot. Alex Gordon said 
that he came back to contend. That Kansas City was where he wanted to be, and he's sick and tired of hearing about two years from now, and they're going to be a lot better than people think. And so, of course, when it's mid-January, this is going to bring a ton of confidence, a ton of optimism. Hope springs eternal, especially in baseball. Right now, there are few teams around baseball that feel like there is absolutely no hope for them this season. The Orioles, the Marlins, teams like that, like there's the Tigers, there's no way that they'll be good this year. And coming into FanFest, I was on board with that for the Royals. This team was going to be bad. I told you the best case scenario for this team, which never happens in any sport. You never get your best case scenario to unfold. Was to be the Rangers of last year. It was to contend for the first half and then fall off dramatically in the second and end up middle of the pack. Now you're not in the you're not in the cellar like we think right now. You're not in the cellar. You're not one of the worst teams ever. You're not in the basement. But you're also not in that playoff contention really after the first half of the season. And when I first heard these comments, they they can't help but get you fired up if you're a fan of the Royals to hear these guys challenging young pitchers, saying that we need them in the big leagues, saying that you're going to contend this year. You're not worried about two years from now. But at the end of the day, that's what that's what these guys had to say. That's the company line. They can't go out there on FanFest, an event that's supposed to be to get fans excited, it's supposed to be rallying up a last wave of season tickets. It's supposed to be rallying the fans to get ready for 2020 and to come out to the ballpark and to support this team. You can't go out there and say we're going to lose. You can't go out there and say it's a rebuilding process. You can't go out there and say the truth, really. So it was fun in the moment. It's gotten a lot of attention. It's gotten Royals fans talking about, oh, what if this is a surprise team? I saw an article asking if this was going to be the 2017 Twins. Let's slow down a little bit. It was an interesting quote. It gave it gave content creators, whether you're a blogger, write for the Kansas City Star, do this podcast, or any Royals podcast, it gives you a lot of content to talk about, but at the end of the day, it's what they had to say. They had to come out and say, we're going to try to win this year. Because if they come out in FanFest and say, yeah, it's going to be a rebuild, but we've got a lot of young guys in the pipeline, and it's not going to take that long, maybe maybe a year or two, that doesn't get you excited for Royals baseball, especially when the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. They're an afterthought right now. So of course they're going to say that they're going to try to win this year. Again, Best case scenario, the talent on this team, I could see them making a push for a wildcard spot in the first half of the season and then dying out in the second half. And that would be a, a fun season for fans. You're still losing, so you're going to be able to, to profit your um, prospect pipeline. You're still going to have the draft picks. But in the first half, you're playing very competitive and entertaining baseball. It's the best of both worlds, really. Salvador Perez became an American citizen during FanFest. He had the ceremony during FanFest. Just congratulations to him. I'm sure it means a ton to him. I know he just had a child, so the the child is also American, being born here. Um, You know, you never really know what to say. Of course, Salvador Perez is never going to listen to this, but proud of Salvador Perez for making that step and becoming an American. It's something that he obviously wanted to do himself, so I'm happy that he got that taken care of. He's been a a good ambassador for Kansas City, a good ambassador for the Royals, and a fun baseball player, which is something 
that you can't say a lot these days. There's not very many fun baseball players. And that's shifting. It's turning around. You're getting more and more fun baseball players. But he was a part of that first group that really tried to make baseball fun again with the Salvi Splash, the celebrations. And then from there, you got Bregman. And from there, you got Alcuna. And then from there, I mean, it just goes down the list. Salvador Perez is one of that was one of those first few players who made baseball fun again. And that doesn't really get talked about a lot because he did it for the Royals. Him and Lorenzo Cain and, and the way that they treated the media, which was good. But, you know, it's also funny, you know, the 1738 and every interview, stuff like that. They were changing the culture of baseball. And I don't think that that, that, that team, the 2015-2014 Royals, get enough credit for the impact they've had on allowing other players around baseball to show their personality. You think about all the guys on that team, Kane, Hosmer, Moose, Perez, Ventura. They all showed their personality every night. They were all over the top every night. And if they had done it in Atlanta or New York or L.A., it would have been a much bigger deal. And they ushered in that wave. Again, the Braves have a lot of personality. The Astros have a lot of personality. Cheating or not, they have a ton of personality. And I think that that really started with the Royals. So I'm happy for Salvador Perez. Congratulations on being an American citizen now. Obviously, again, it's something that he wanted to do, so I'm glad he accomplished it. And that's awesome to see. After the break, we're going to wrap things up here. So the Royals are going to wear a patch for David Glass, who, of course, passed away this offseason after selling the team. I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great decision. David Glass did a lot for Kansas City, and he got kind of a bad rap for most of his ownership. But he did do a lot for Kansas City. He did a lot for growing the game of baseball, facilitating the growth of baseball. You know, we give a lot of credit to Dayton Moore for the Urban Youth Academy, but that doesn't happen without David Glass's approval, without David Glass's input and his support. I think this is a great way to honor him. There was pictures of him all over FanFest, of course. Uh, the patch itself, if you're a uniform person, looks amazing, and they and they did a fantastic job designing it. A blue circle, DG, and then the crown on top really was a great way to honor him. A great a great patch itself, a great meaning behind the patch. I hope that they do a lot more throughout the season. I'm sure that they will do a lot more throughout the season for David Glass. Of course, condolences to his family and friends and everyone who was impacted by this decision. You know, Even players, of course, have a tight ownership with their owner who... Gave them that opportunity to be in the big league. So a sad a sad thing, but it was worth noting that they will wear a patch this season. You probably saw it at FanFest. You probably were, were aware of this before now. But it is a, is, is a good-looking patch, and of course it means a ton. So the question of the day, we'll, we'll try to end every episode with a fan question from Twitter. So if you want to go on there and follow me, at Rylan underscore Styles, it's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. This one comes from Austin Nick. And the next few ones are going to come from Austin because he has been loading up Twitter with a ton of questions. I appreciate that a lot, Austin. The first one he asked for today is, could you get interviews on your podcast episodes with current or former Royals players or staff members? As I told him on Twitter, 
that's something that our network does. The Locked On Podcast Network gets a ton of good guests from current players, former players for baseball, prospects, staff members, etc. All across the network from the from the NBA division to the NFL division and, of course, Major League Baseball and really every division we have. We get a ton of good guests due to our access and ability. So I want to, as I was telling him, we're going to try to get that going for the Locked On Rolls podcast as well as we grow the show together, you and I, and we build up this show. We're going to try to expand out and get current players, former players. I really want to try and get a lot of prospects who come through the minor leagues. As I mentioned on an earlier episode, if you've listened to every single one, as you're supposed to, uh, you'll know that I do live in Oklahoma, so I do see the Omaha Storm Chasers come through quite a bit. And during that time, I'm going to try to go down to the to the ballpark and get a few of these prospects as they make their way up to Kansas City. So thank you again, Austin, for the question to end today's show. As I mentioned, the prospects next show is going to have a ton of content surrounding those prospects, three of which made the MLB Pipeline Top 100. We're also going to talk about Alex Gordon's contract. I briefly mentioned at the top of the show. Tomorrow we're going to talk about all the loopholes and incentives in his contract and why they may or may not mean anything. Also going to discuss robo-umpires again. And it looks like tomorrow we're going to be able to talk about Dusty Baker being the next manager of the Houston Astros. So... That's all for today's show. Pitchers and Catchers report here in a couple weeks. The Chiefs play in the Super Bowl on Sunday. This is a fantastic time to jump aboard again. Hit me up on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles if you want your questions answered. If you want to throw out topics that you'd like to hear me discuss, go ahead and do that in there. Or if you just want to talk baseball or sports in general, just hit me up over there again. That's at Ryland underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. A bit of a shorter show today. We're going to be back this week. And then again, next week, starting on Monday, the day after hopefully the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, we will be the Lockdown Rose Podcast every single day. A part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, which is your team every day. So we're going to be living up to that mantra starting on Monday. It's going to be a fun ride. Again, let me know if those comments from what Merrifield and Alex Gordon got you pumped up and got you excited for the Royals. Are you having a different outlook on this team? Now that you've heard from Gordon, now that you've heard from Whit Merrifield than you did a week ago, I'm interested to see how that's impacted some people again. For me, it impacted me in the moment when I first saw it. I was like, yeah, we're going to start winning baseball games. And then you kind of come back down to reality and realize, well, what else were they going to say? Were they going to come out and say that we were going to lose? It's been fun. Again, I can't wait for the next show. We're going to be talking about Alex Gordon, the the prospects, etc., etc. So thank you all for listening. Be good and be good to one another, and we'll see you next time on the Locked On Rose Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network.